Please note, this episode references mental health issues. See show notes for helpful links. Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. It's exciting. I'm glad you're excited. I'm like... Oh no, I don't feel I've got a huge amount of interesting to say, but yeah. Hodge <laughs> wished. Wait a minute. Not not at all. This is actually like this is the joy of having a podcast. You know, so you know somebody for a long time, but you don't necessarily see them all the time. Yeah. And then you go, What's going on in that person's life? And you're like, Oh my word. And you've got all the questions that you want to ask. <laughs> but you're like, Well, you can of try. Yes, you can if you've yes, got a you podcast. Yes. I am delighted to say that I am speaking to Lisa Crabb of the Birth and Baby Space. Hello! (laughs) Lisa, so, funny story by the way, today somebody had asked me for images of me teaching dance and I was like, so they exist from like a long time ago. (laughs) I actively avoid people taking pictures of me (laughs) when I'm teaching. So I was like scrolling through like actually my Facebook just going, have I got in? And a picture of you and I popped up teaching. Oh, teaching! I was for that um, women's football. Was that the Commonwealth Games? That was before that. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, because all the Commonwealth Games stuff had like reappeared on my Facebook as well, and that because you'd written something underneath totally. one of the ones. Was it for that? I think it was for that. It was you and I oh. at the front, Kevin at Aldi, we were in a wee Highland dance pose. I was like, "There's Lisa." Are Lisa right. right. You're going to need to tag me in that. There are. I don't have hardly. See if someone asked for proof that I ever taught dance slash ever danced in my life <laughs> the, uh, I, pretty much nothing like tag me in that I would like I to will. see that picture and send it to me and that's what I was thinking when I saw that picture I was obviously thinking about a speaking today I thought gosh what a journey like how amazing is it that you went from one career and then you've branched over to something that you could say is completely, completely different, different. Yes. <laughs> so in the time that I've not seen you, Lisa, and not had a chance to ask all the questions, how come you were a dancer and now you're an antenatal specialist? <laughs> how did that happen? Well, um, well, I, I say, oh, that's completely different. But actually, the teaching element is still the same. So, yeah. So before I used to work for Scottish Youth Dance, feels like literally an age ago. Um, but it wasn't that long ago, <laughs> like, <laughs> 10, 15, I don't even know, ish years ago. Um, and I loved it and it was great. And we worked with young people and we taught all across the country and we worked with a range of uh, people and all different kind of walks of life. And I loved it. And I loved that people contact and I loved the different uh, stories you got from people and all of that. Loved all that. Then, then I had a baby, <laughs> and uh, I was the. How many kind years of, ago is this now? Six years. Well, yeah. So Ben just turned seven last oh, week. Cool. So it would have been seven years ago, um, and even though I wasn't the first in my friendship group, and I wasn't the first even in work, like because we were a really 
as you know, a really close team yeah. um, of five, six girls that all work together and we all travelled and lived together. And when we were away for work, we would work one, two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, some like Orkney. So we would live together and teaching and all of that. And one of the other girls had had a baby before us, but still never prepared me at all for what was about to happen. So... <laughs> Smarty pants, thought I knew everything, literally about everything. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to boss this. I'm going to have a baby. It's going to be super easy. And then I'm going to come back to work and return to my life. And the baby will just fit into that life. And um, that is not what happened at all. <laughs> so I had my baby. Everything was mental and different and not what I expected. And for me, completely changed my perspective in of life. And when it came closer and closer and closer to the time that I was supposed to be going back to my job that I loved, loved like my best friends were who I worked with and all of that, all tied up in in my previous career. Mm. Um, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't leave my baby. I couldn't face the thought of traveling, which I loved before, which now was giving me anxiety. And I actually got postnatal anxiety so similar to like I think uh, any kind of mental health thing uh, especially with babies it's kind of branded as like postnatal depression but there's a whole array of different things postnatal anxiety postnatal stress uh, postnatal uh, depression uh, PTSD a whole bunch of stuff yeah so I didn't realize that there was actually something you know mentally wrong there I was just like super anxious about leaving didn't want to go back to work and was getting like unbelievable stress and I'm not a really stressy person like I'm just kind of la 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 usually but this was literally uh, like racking anxiety thinking about going back to work so thankfully and thank goodness uh, my husband and I we were in a position that I didn't have to go back to work that we wouldn't be made homeless that <laughs> that he was in a good enough job that he was able to cover our backs like we weren't you know going to be able to go on holidays or like you know have caviar for dinner Watch every week <laughs> I, nothing like that but we were definitely going to have a roof over our head and I would mm-hmm. be able to not worry about not having a, a, a second wage so I gave up everything that I've ever known and I, I just walked away from it and it was a mixture of I was so sad because I did love it and I loved my friends that were with my job and I felt like I was walking away from everything but I had a more important thing in my life at that point in time so we baby Ben was the was everything so that was okay so I was now in this (laughs) weird world of I didn't really have anything to do I'd like worked my entire life. Uh-huh. I'd worked hard through school. I'd when I was at uni and college, like because I'd gone to college in London, I had to work to put, you know, to help fund that because yeah. it's really expensive to live there. Um, and then when I came back and did, I was always doing different jobs and mm-hmm. always working. And when I went to uni, I had like three jobs. It was like really crazy to go to now. I mean, I did have a full-time job. I was looking after a small child, but 
the way you know the way you view that and the way society kind of views that it's not really a job um so I didn't feel like I was doing anything so I started looking into doing some volunteering and stuff like that because I thought I was like you know ladies what lunch because I didn't have a job and my husband was paying the bills (laughs) so I was like I better do something to contribute to society in some sort of way (laughs) so so I started looking at volunteering and um, randomly came across uh, like a peer support volunteer thing for uh, for breastfeeding mums Oh, cool. Now, again, breastfeeding, not a scooby, but anything beforehand. In fact, I, I can honestly, and my friends will openly tell you this, openly repulsed by the whole thought. I was Fair like, enough, right, okay. that's weird. Who would do that? Why would you do that? Super weird, right? <laughs> Didn't look into it at all while pregnant. And when I had been, I was like, right, okay, I'll give this a go. You know, and luckily we had a, an okay start and journey blah 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 so when the breastfeeding support thing came up I was like do you know what I'm probably quite a good candidate for like volunteering because I wasn't like a diehard like, like champion know, of the breastfeeding I cheerleading like, for the breastfeeding boobs, club I, <laughs> I I wasn't uh-huh. like a, you know oh boobs are the only way because that wasn't what you know that wasn't me beforehand and mm-hmm. uh yeah, so I thought, oh, they're quite good. And I think I'm quite relatable. And again, it was that, like, oh, I'll get to meet other people. And, yes. You know. Well, that's like, that has been, like, an knowledge. everyday occurrence for you as well, yeah, like, before, in your yeah. job before. Like, you are used, you were used to walking into situations where you knew nobody and, like, yeah. holding space for folk and being, like, confident enough to just talk to people. And yeah. so that wouldn't have been, like, too scary for you, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, do you know, I could, I could do that. I could speak to strangers, exactly as you said, because mm. I'm good at it totally handlings off a donkey <laughs> i can speak to strangers i'm quite i'm quite open i'm quite friendly i'm quite relatable so hopefully i would be able to i would be quite a good person for someone to be like hi here's my boobs how does this work you know because you're in a quite a vulnerable it's quite vulnerable okay. situation yeah asking for help about your boobs you know totally. so, <laughs> so i started training with that because I, I hadn't really realized at the time but you it wasn't a case of oh, all right come on and just tell people what to do you went through it was like a 12-week program um and got an actual college like I can't remember what it was or level five NQ so I don't know you know how all like, yeah, the yeah. new stuff mm. it's an actual qualification so you had to do an actual qualification brilliant yeah which I was like, bonus, because I, I really do like learning. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh-huh. this is good. And I'd never, I hadn't done anything like that since I was at uni. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like, filling out a workbook. And I was getting like... Did you have a new <laughs> pencil case in that? I, I was getting really <laughs> into it. I was like, oh, this is good. I've got like a wee workbook. And I was kind of being a bit of a geek and kind of going a wee bit over and above that you nice needed one. to. There's at least a trait there. there I'm your pal. <laughs> Go at it, yeah, 100%. No, here, have 150. <laughs> um, so I, I really enjoyed it and I, I thought it was great. And then I had another baby during this time yes. scale, <laughs> of course, because we had nothing, literally, I had nothing better to do, so I had another baby. <laughs> <laughs> And I kept calling at the time, I've got, I'm having a career break while we're in this baby bit. Let's have another baby. 
So we did that. And again, it was relevant because I was back in it at like newborn baby stage and all babies are different and all have different stuff going on. So I again felt like, oh, I'm quite relatable to people that I was volunteering with because I've also got a new baby with me and you've got a new baby. And that was quite good. So I used to volunteer on the postnatal wards because of the childcare situation, because I couldn't do daytime volunteering. So I did nighttime volunteering and the wards was a good way to do that. And I loved it. I loved because it was like brand new babies and brand. Yeah, literally hours because you were on the postnatal ward. So people were literally getting wheeled in, coming down from delivery suites and like shell shocked. A lot of the time and because it was evenings so quite often when I was arriving uh, visiting hours were finishing so you they were being left alone for the first time on the wards no partners no mums no nothing just them and their new baby and that was it so, so yeah it could be quite scary so it was quite a vulnerable period of time for those people um, plus I think but, night time as well just makes everything worse or harder or yeah. just feel more alone at night time Ab- I guess absolutely. so I can't even imagine what that would be like like and Ab- this is yours absolutely. now you have to look after this aye here you go aye and you've obviously just gone through giving birth to it, however that was but I loved it because mm. I was getting people at a really raw moment in time and I really did feel that I was able to make a wee teeny tiny difference oh, because I was like that's normal, that's okay, baby's doing this, baby's doing that, why don't you try this, why don't you try that, and and doing that. And you would sometimes, you would get on the ward well, about eight o'clock-ish, and sometimes I was there till like midnight, you know, and the midwives are like, going to go home. But I loved it. So from that, and I was like, right, um, what else can I do? I really like this. Maybe this is what I should be doing. But how do I do that? And I looked mm-hmm. at midwifery and I was like, I don't have, I don't have that in me right now because I had two young children at this point. They were like two and six months. Yes. And I was like, no. Even qualifying as a midwife, like the the shifts and the shift patterns and all that, it was just not, it was, for me, wasn't going to work out for family yeah, life because yeah. that would be too kind of up and down, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So Google, thank you, Google, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I can't even remember if it was Google, if it was like, Facebook ads or something but they're obviously clearly monitoring what I'm looking at and what <laughs> what is interesting for yes. me so there's these ads so NCT so that is a National Childbirth Trust so they're a really big organization in England more mostly mm-hmm. but they do have a Scottish contingency because um, they are a UK organization but they're basically a, a pretty old organization they've been going on past 50 years I think it is I should probably know this but I don't know what the dates are. A long time. <laughs> a long time. We've been running a long time. We're established. Aye, established. And they are like uh, exactly what it says in the tin. National Childbirth Trust. They are a, a charitable organisation that um, work with new and soon-to-be new parents. They run very high standard uh, training for antenatal educators. Um, and they do that in conjunction with uh, Worcester University, it was. And I was like, yeah, I think that sounds something that sounds quite interesting. Kind of looked into it a little bit. And for whatever reason, well, at the time, there weren't a lot of Scottish practitioners because it wasn't a big, uh, as big up here as it is okay. in England. So they were given grants 
or extra mm. grants and bursaries for to encourage Scottish cool. practitioners to do it. So I was like, right, cool, because I'd already done a d- degree, so I didn't, I wouldn't have. Oh yeah, of course, been able to qualify for the. Aye, mm. and yeah. because it was an English uni as well, I wouldn't have got it free right. anyway. Got it. So yeah. it was going to cost money, and I was like, mm. <laughs> hi, Paul. <laughs> you know how I haven't been working now for two years, and you are paying all the bills by yourself. Can I please go to uni and get nine grand for it uh, per year? So thank God there was all these bursaries and different bits and bobs and I did still have to pay a little chunk but I got help to do that um, and my mum was very much like you do what you need to do blah blah and helped out. Brilliant. So off I went to uni again. <laughs> I was <laughs> just thinking like you know to have two young children that's no mean feat like I know you're saying about like not being able to study to be a midwife but like doing anything any sort of study and any shift in career like like you're saying you had been away from the career that you'd loved and known for so long that must have been dead scary Lisa like I think anybody th- thinking about retraining and going back to like to studying yeah. one thing like going straight from school and being in that mindset but yeah. to now be like a mum of two humans and then going oh, I'm going to do this new thing it must have yeah. been super scary yeah it was quite over yeah because because they had done this drive so in Scotland they basically did a satellite uni thing in Edinburgh for cool. all Scottish students to go to so great. that was great because it meant there was a whole bunch of us from all over the country so we'd uh, there wasn't a huge amount of us though there was mm. like six of us mm-hmm. that was good but we still had to do our orientation down in Worcester and it was oh. the first time I'd been away from the kids like because I went on my own which was awesome <laughs> I was like booking my train. Can I stay an extra night earlier? I'm not. It's a hardship, but I think definitely (laughs) love it. I got to sit in a train for five hours on my own. I then had like because they they were like, oh, you can stay on the uni campus and like stay in um, uni rooms, dorms. Uh Aye, you can stay here and but and I was like, sack that. I was in the Lincoln (laughs) Hilton Worcester. Yes. Room service. <laughs> and I went out for dinner by myself. Oh, loved it. The dream. Had, like, had a glass of wine. It was great. So but <laughs> I like this student life. This is quite good, by the way. I know, totally. <laughs> like, this is great. But the actual orientation like was lovely because we got to meet lots of people and it was all the type of course we were doing obviously drew a certain type of not a certain type of person, but people with life experience who'd, you know, were a wee bit older, maybe had a family or, and you know, so hmm. it wasn't your normal uni course. It wasn't like 18 year olds rolling about. It was, <laughs> it was a slightly older clientele. <laughs> so it was nice. So instantly got to meet the Scottish group and instantly clicked with, you know, with them all. And I am still in touch with all of those girls. So it's, that's lovely. It's lovely. Um, but quickly realised when the orientation began, I was like, God, uni, when I first went, was literally like pen and paper, notepads. Now they were doing like these big open things and they're like, yeah, so you need to access this through this portal. You need to do this, online this, online journals, online everything. Like, And like I used to, you know, obviously go to a library before mm-hmm. to do my studying because I, I don't know if you know this, I've got a degree in English literature and history. Again, super random. But there we go. <laughs> I also the first... have an English degree. There. That's the least thing. 
it's really the thing. See, so first time round, when you do, you're like obviously physical books and physically in the library, and that was it. Like I'd obviously used, you know, computers in work, and but like probably Excel, all that sort of stuff. But this was like a, a whole other level of having to learn how it. So not only the learning, the actual yes. stuff I was supposed to learn, and because it was sort of distance learning because we would only the way they worked it they basically instead of us so we were full time but as you know full time at uni is like 10 hours a week of classes but what they did with us because we were in Scotland and it was in Edinburgh they did one day a week all together so they would do 10 hours in the one day so that was pretty full on but it meant you had to you actually had to prep and read and do all your stuff before turning up Whereas probably last time I went to uni, I literally like would just turn up. And a lot of the time didn't turn up, you know, to be honest. Good enough. Good enough. Uh, so <laughs> this was a different thing. And accessing hundreds of journals online, all the reading materials online. So yeah, but got through it. Did my first year, great, loved it. Tick, tick, tick. Went into second year and fell pregnant again. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, like, is this part of the course? I know. <laughs> I know. So it was like Christmas. Time. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to even think when it would have been. So I must have. So Teddy is a September baby. So it must have been like halfway ish through the year. I must have got through Christmas, got pregnant accidentally at Christmas. Sorry if you ever listened to this. You were not an accident. You are loved and wanted. <laughs> Just subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be the living thing that I was studying so that I would help Absolutely. everybody else. Absolutely. Um, giving of you, Lisa. I know. Thank you. Giving thank of you. you. Tell us how the maternity experience is, literally, because I'm living it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I fell pregnant in that year and then was pregnant for the rest of the year, which was fine and was probably quite helpful because I was going mm. through maternity stuff and in the system at the same time as studying around it. Having never had a baby before, I, I would imagine that some of the stuff you do kind of forget, You, you <laughs> your brain goes, let's shut that door. So, you know, even though you'd had two already, there was yeah. probably stuff happening to your body. And like you're saying, like every pregnancy, every birth, every baby's different. Yeah. So like actually living it while you were studying is probably quite valuable as, you know, quite eye-opening. Totally. Mm. And to actually experience it as a, like, we're talking about educating people, preparing to give birth and actually being someone who was about to give birth. I was like, do you know what? It's one thing to talk about it and another thing to be in, in the shoes. So yes. that was actually very useful. <laughs> so that was like, but then uh, starting back uni again for my final year and then so Teddy was due in September and I went back to uni for third year in September wow. and um, had two two tutorials which were really important and I knew they were really important and it's like my body knew they were really important I needed to go to them so off I went 39 weeks pregnant to Edinburgh sat for 10 hours through whatever lectures <laughs> did all the stuff I needed to do and I'm not joking it was a Tuesday I used to have uh, Tuesdays were uni days and I was coming back on the train and I was like, I'm absolutely knackered after the second tutorial and then went into labour like when I came home that night. Oh, and it was literally word. like my body was like, right, cool. And you can have a stuff. baby now. Aye. <laughs> now you can go. So <laughs> had him, 
that was fine. <laughs> had two weeks maternity leave. I'm doing inverted commas, by the way, for yeah. listening. <laughs> two weeks maternity leave. And then when he was two and a half weeks old, went back to uni and brought him with me, thankfully. Yeah. I could because of the type of course it was, because of the mm. nature of... Um, You're like, never mind those dummies, eh, babies. I'm going to bring you a real one. <laughs> I actual real baby. So it was amazing in that in that aspect that mm. I wasn't, I didn't have to defer. I didn't have to... I could have if I wanted to. Well, I was but... going to say, the thing is, you might have really just needed to. Yeah. I mean, but the fact that you obviously made that decision as a family, but yeah. as, like, yourself, like, you know, going, am I well enough to do this? Am I yeah. quick to do this? Like, yeah, yeah. maybe we're going to go on the Definitely. train. And, you know, <laughs> I did think, well, it was number three. So I was obviously, like, uh, 100% more laid back than I was the first time around. But I was, I was okay. Number three, yeah. totally fine. <laughs> and... I just took him with me. I mean, it was hard sometimes, obviously, ah. uh, but I got through it and I have fleeting memories of like <laughs> him waking up in the middle of the night and me going, oh, I'm up now anyway. I may as well open the laptop and do some work. Mm-hmm. And I would like having them like, like, I vividly remember one night him in a baby carrier, like a sling in front of me. He was sleeping. And I was like, I'm wide awake now. Let's make use of this time that I'm wide awake and because it was quiet because the other two were asleep and Paul was like I just I would like randomly do bits of work in the middle of the night <laughs> when I look back at it I'm like I was else mental like, and now I sleep <laughs> I know but I just it was just so much going on in my head at the time and, and yeah. when it came to like deadlines for essays and stuff I knew I had to get it done and I was like I'm not coming this far to, to be defeated and there was also a thing, like, I, I knew if I got through that year, when I graduated and qualified, Teddy would be a year old and it would be a perfect time for me to start work. Whereas if I had put it off another year, it might it, it might not have worked as well. Mm. So it was it was getting done. So that's what happened. <laughs> it's so impressive, Lisa, because, like, that's hard without any children. You have three yeah, and they're all, they're, you know, at the time of studying, they were all super wee. They're still, yeah. they're all still, they're all under seven. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, young, yeah. all different stages and ages, and you know, that's a lot to juggle. But you clearly loved it. You clearly wanted, oh yeah, to know more, to like, you had that thirst for the knowledge kind of thing. Like you, you'd obviously found your path. Like you were like, this is this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not going to put all that effort and energy and sacrifice if you're not really into it. If you're like, oh, actually. Well, and, that's it. and that was what was slightly different from the first first degree. Like I loved my first degree, I was dead interested in history, did you know, but this time round everything was relevant to my life. So I was gonna be reading these papers anyway. I was gonna be researching yes. what such and such said about this and what you know, I was gonna be doing those things anyway. Mm-hmm. I was in it. So I thought, well, <laughs> may as well write an essay on it and then get a degree at the end of it for it. You know, I literally wrote the word words juggling and I mean I think yeah. you've just summed it up in the way that you've described that period of time. But that's that's just part of the story. Because then you're you get this degree and you're like, Great, okay, now I need to set up a business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well that that was the long term plan. And if I'm perfectly honest, <laughs> I did not intend to 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 do this as early as I did. The plan was because it because the, the degree was in partnership with NCT the bonus, I suppose, of that was that once you qualified, you were a licensed NCT practitioner, which is a really 
up there accolade in terms of antenatal, like they, they're looked on as the kind of gold standard. Yeah. Aye. So because of the type of training like that, I, you know, studied at uni in order to yes. get this. So it wasn't just like, oh, I've done a five hour online course and I know about birth. Like there's a whole, it wasn't even just that. There was so much in the uni courses, things that you wouldn't even think were anything to do with having babies, like reflective practice and counselling skills and active listening. And like we would literally spend weeks and weeks every term, not just like once at the beginning, on practising listening skills to each other and being able to. And that was like a whole other life skill that I have learned that really have changed my relationships and friendships, I would think. Like like with my husband, like very much aware of listening to what people are saying instead of yeah 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 so there's a whole bunch of other stuff that went into that so yeah but the business thing it was I was just going to work for NCT as a freelancer because that's how it works you're not employed by them they basically say we've got all these antenatal courses who wants to to run them and you you bid for them so that's what I did for the first year and that was absolutely fine and then the pandemic happened right? Uh, in year two. And I was like, oh, we now have to move online and we had to do all this online stuff. And I was one of the few Scottish practitioners that were like, yeah, I'm happy to move online because it actually suited me. Paul was working from home, so I had childcare tech, which was one of the main barriers before. Oh, yeah. So I had childcare and I could do Zoom from home and I could do pretty much as many Zooms as I wanted to in the evening because the children were sleeping by the time work began to happen type thing. Uh, So I began taking on all these extra courses and I was like mega busy and it gave me loads of experience and lots of different things because we were working across the country, different, I was taking on other courses from different regions and all that. So that was interesting and that was cool and it worked, it was okay, it was, you know, everyone's like, oh, online, but I really enjoyed it. I mm. hope, well, I, I know lots of the clients enjoyed it. That's what I'm thinking for those people, especially like you You would obviously see how much they would appreciate it because you're, you're having your baby and then all of a sudden there's a pandemic. So you can't go to all the classes and yeah. be in person. And if you can, some people might not have wanted to, you know, if things were, you know, a bit a bit scary for people, yeah. you know, especially when you're the most vulnerable people like having babies. Do you know what I mean? So I guess from your perspective, you would have felt that reward even more so doing it online because people are like, thank goodness that you've moved it online. Absolutely. And the way there's been some really good positives coming from it because we would have our Zooms and then lots of the times we would set up like daytime stuff so the the parents would do it off their own back and be like, let's have coffee morning Zooms and they continued their friendships and we had WhatsApp groups so that... um, like even once the courses were done, they all kept in touch and were chatting to each other all through the time where they couldn't see anybody mm. or do anything. And no baby groups were on, no antenatal stuff. Like, and even when they were in physically having their babies, they were still in contact with other people because they were on their own a lot of the time. And that's the thing. Like I really feel for people that have gone oh, through this God. year and and like that, like having a baby or, or like you know a monumental thing like an operation or something and not being able to have the support that yeah. you would normally yeah. have it the way that you would normally have yeah. it so it's amazing that the like things have been able to 
go online at, at the very least because you're like yeah because yeah, people would just be feeling so alone yeah yeah and you know it can be such an isolating time anyway but yeah so all that happened so during that I was like wow the demand is outstripping capacity like in terms of NCT weren't able to kind of put on more there wasn't enough practitioners and I was like do you know what <laughs> let's just take the plunge and let's just do this and I'd been doing the Instagram thing because I was kind of new to it and I was like well how does this work and then lots of people were reaching out and being like you're doing extra stuff you're doing things is there extra things I can visit I can't get a course I can't get any information and I was like do you know what this is me this is just not acceptable yeah what can I do so uh, yeah, January is the like kind of launch, I suppose. I actually didn't start antenatal online until April. Before that, I started, it was all baby classes and things because I'd already got a whole bunch of parents that were like, we can't meet up, we can't go to anything. We're sitting in the house with our babies. What can we do? So we were doing like baby massage classes and stuff. That was our initial thing in January, February, March, April, because those were the lockdown 2.500 yep. whatever it, I can't even remember what it was no. but I knew that we weren't allowed out of the houses in January February March so I started doing all the story massage baby massage all that sort of stuff so that was lovely and had nice groups of people doing that and then we started doing buggy walks because that was one of the few things that you were able to meet in person yes. under an umbrella organized like so like unorganized children children's activities that came under so we were doing that mostly and then started doing more online antenatal mm -hmm. uh, from the springtime and then had my first in-person finally two weeks ago it was it was only two wow. weeks ago how's that go awesome it was just it was lovely so we usually would have like eight couples uh, on a course roughly ish um but we half that to make sure safe, social distancing, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, so we had four lovely couples and it was, do you know what was so nice? There was one, the first break we had and they were getting teas and coffees and stuff and I'd gone through to a, a cupboard to get something and I could hear them like rip-roaring laughing and all that noise. And I was like, oh my God, and I was having a wee moment in the cupboard like, this is amazing. This is what we miss so much. Like, you know. Human connection. Uh -huh. and like that that connection with someone who gets it because they're going through something similar and yeah. it must be really really like as much as it's daunting to go back in person in a lot of ways like when you yeah. when you actually go back in person you're like oh no this is actually fine yeah definitely I was uh, yeah I was definitely really anxious in the week running up not about the course content I am solid with that happy yes. with that that's all fine it wasn't that it no. was the well how are they going to be are they going to feel safe and also, like, is it going to change the dynamics of the social group? Like, so that, yeah, so I was really anxious in case it was like, you know, Death Valley, silence in between everything and, and like, mm. people being weary, I don't know, I suppose, of each other. But it was totally not that. Yeah. We, we've got a lovely big venue, loads of space. It's like air, like proper industrial air conditioning and everything. So really well ventilated. And we, they were meters apart so we were able to have masks off when we were discussing and chatting mm. it almost felt normal ish mm. you know at times so it was it was great that's lovely um, that's great it's great it's great to hear that things like that especially are going back in person because don't get that time back <laughs> you know what nah. i mean 
No. You're only going to have that pregnancy once. Uh, so that's it. It's so important. And like just that support, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. Because like, like, obviously, I've been witness to you as a facilitator, as a dance leader and you're amazing yeah your energy is just always on point and like you're always the same way like you always find Lisa just the same way just (laughs) super positive and like you were saying earlier on like laid back nothing's a stress like everyone's great like just make it happen like and just when I saw you in that like you were doing that this role now I was like she'll be amazing at that (laughs) I mean because you're like you're saying it's that transferable like as much as it's transferable skills it's also your personality you've just got a great personality that Oh. <laughs> you know, are going to make people feel welcome and safe. And it's a yeah. bonus that obviously you're super knowledgeable and super trained. And you've also had this years and years and years of experience of being an educator. Yeah. And that did definitely, while we were training, that was definitely something that I felt was, you know, to my advantage because yes. lots of other people, they came from all different walks of life, but all had a common interest but definitely the facilitating part was where I was like, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I'm still going to work with NCT, absolutely. I think what they do is really valuable. But them as an organisation provide lots of really good, uh, like CPD and stuff like that, mm. which is really yeah, important for me. I saw that on me. your website as well, that you were saying that you're always upskilling, you're always... Yeah. Like, huh, pun intended. Because I guess there's always information, there's always studies being done. Always. So you'll need to continue to learn. Like, I know obviously yeah. people have been having babies for bajillions of years, but obviously the more information that you can provide to keep yeah. people up to date, knowledge is power. Yeah, you're always learning. There's always really good learning to be had from others as well, because that's the thing as well. Lots of my tutors are really super experienced, amazing people. Like these kind of, you know, these luminous people that you meet. And you're like, you just give off amazing energy and amazing. And you're just like, you, you know, so much. They've got like, you know, that, that yes. sort of person. And a few tutors like that. And they continue to provide different CPDs for different things. So even what, what was I doing last week? Uh, like obstetrics updates. Important, you know, obviously. Uh, because again, the... NCT generally have like a really wide range of different people from different walks of life. So you do have practicing midwives, you do have practicing healthcare workers, practicing doulas. So doulas are like not non-medical, mm-hmm. but provide support throughout birth and are birth workers basically and provide support for people who are uh, having babies. Mm. So you're always getting what the new guidelines are, what new information is. And just now it's it's very changeable because, well, we've just had a pandemic, so it's very different to what it was before. So there's lots of different kind of changes and things. And obstetrics, so actual the medical side of it, is changing slightly. New ways of monitoring you and your baby, new ways of managing birth plans, new ways of coping and labour and, like, pain reliefs and a whole Mm. bunch of different stuff. Yeah, so it is constantly being updated, which is great. And I, and again, because I love learning, I clearly do because I'm, a, you know, doing it lots. <laughs> <laughs> but so, that's the thing, like about what you're saying as well. Like as much as you want to provide the best service possible, and you want to stay on top of your chosen subject that you obviously are very passionate about, but also like I think for people that are going to be parents, like like I was saying, like knowledge is power, but like just the choice as well, like to know that like the power is in their hands like you have a choice of how you want to do things like 
before you have a baby, while you're having a baby, and after you have the baby. Like, there's lots of information, probably a lot of conflicting information out in the world. So if you've got somebody who's going, listen, here's what's advised, or here's what you could do, but you could also do this. And it's just like a, an actual person, not Google or like yeah. millions of forums, which I'm sure are helpful too, but just like an actual human who's who knows what they're talking about is like, yeah. here's the deal. And actually, you hit the nail on the head there, Lisa, because people having babies, first, second, third, whatever, my job isn't to tell you what to do or to to actually just tell you stuff. So adult learning mm-hmm. is slightly different from what I'd come from before because it was mostly young people I had worked with before. There was elements yeah. of adult stuff. If we did CPD or anything, there was some adult learning, but it was mostly young people and children before. Whereas adult learning was a whole other, what you call it, like a module. Adult learning okay, was an actual right. module. Adults learn uh, slightly differently mm-hmm. and they want more more active learning to, to retain that information and, and get that. So a lot of my work is not about, it's not like a lecture. It's not like, yeah. here's all this information thingied at you. Loads of it is interactive. So there's lots of group work. There's lots of doing stuff on your own and then coming back with with things there you know so there's a, a, an array of things which you'll be um, excellent at because i'm just thinking why dan stays all over that all but that's, creativity. that's exactly what I was about to say to you before that for me was ideal because before from coming from a creative background before it was all about what can we learn how can we get at that time children young people engaged in a certain way to learn these outcomes but we're going to do it like in a really fun engaging way and it's the same with adult learning antenatal education is absolutely about informed decision making for adults it is these are your five million choices these are what the outcomes are for these different ones this is how it impacts this this way and it is different for everybody and learning about all of your options and about all of the kind of ins and outs and the pros and cons and all of that sort of stuff the idea is that you will go on and have your babies with informed decision making like you like that knowledge is power you go in you know what your kind of options are you know what different things mean you know if if things change what the options are that way so that you are in control and have autonomy of your birth because that is definitely something that is very easily surrendered with modern given birth. I mean, we all do it. Like, you know, walk into hospital, people in white coats tell you to jump out a window, you jump out a window. (laughs) You should be trusting these people. But like you're saying, it's also empowering to be informed yeah. and not to be wondering and not want to ask questions like you you already know or if you don't know after doing one of your courses I guess then you would be maybe a bit more empowered to ask questions that before you would be like That's it. well I don't know anything so I'm just going to leave it up to the experts and then yeah. maybe making a decision that you're not entirely happy with yeah. or or just I, I can't imagine how scary it is to to go and have a baby like I can't even imagine that so if you just feel like you've got like you're saying like some autonomy like some like you're in the driving seat of this yeah this is not just happening to you 
exactly that. And I, that's the, the, the kicking off point on all the courses. It's like, this is your body. This is mm-hmm. your baby. You have complete autonomy, whether you realise it or not, over everything that happens. And therefore, we're going to talk about all the things that can happen so that you know. And absolutely, your, your medical team or whoever it is that's looking after you, that's their job. But as with everything, sometimes people do their jobs because that's the policy or that's perhaps easier or because that's just what they do or because, you know, a a whole bunch of reasons. But Hmm. it's my job to remind people that they are individuals, that every circumstances are different and that, as, as we've said before, like this might be your first baby or it might even if it's not your first baby, it might be that this is a unique experience yeah. every time and it's only happening to you one, two, three, whatever amount mm-hmm. of times. But it's perhaps that midwife's 20th baby that day. And like, and, I, and I'm absolutely not having a go at no, no, of medical, course not. NHL, nothing well, like that. Well, surely everybody would want everybody to be singing for the same hymn sheet in terms of like, yeah. I, I would imagine a good midwife would want a patient to be informed and be and feel that they're in the driving seat like absolutely that they don't want them to come in and surrender everything and go I don't yeah. know you decide for me like that's yeah. I'm sure as a midwife you don't want that either and I guess like yeah. as well there'll be a lot of myth busting yes like people be like oh I heard this or yeah. I read this or so-and-so told me this and you're like absolutely. well that's a piece of nonsense <laughs> absolutely and it's really difficult because see birth it's like a like you you have said now because I am actively listening you have said quite a few times things like terrified scary worrying <laughs> why I'm not right? Having children. <laughs> right? no but but those those feelings that you're saying is very much mirrored for everybody yeah but it's because of the way that birth is framed in our society like every time you see somebody having a baby on tv they are wailing and greeting right or rolling about or the or it's dead dramatic right Yes, and it's what you say to clients, and you're like, "That's the movies and TV, and you know, yes, some of it is reality TV." And I was like, "But it's reality TV, so it needs to be exciting. Nobody is going to watch like a Zen person having a baby in a bath, for example. Like, mm. you know, what is more exciting is running someone along the corridor with blood <laughs> spurting everywhere, right? That's far more exciting to watch. So that's what we've all been subjected to. Yes, and." So I think that that myth busting thing, like, is is a big part of that because people will a lot because I speak to everyone beforehand, and a lot of it is fear. I didn't do any antenatal education. Wow, major regret. Wish I had, and again, probably another reason why I I did this because I was like, you know what, people need to know. Like, this is ridiculous that we don't know this. And again, there's a little bit of my feminist in me that's like, if this was men giving birth, we'd freaking know all about it. But it's women giving birth, so it doesn't really matter as much. I know, I know, sorry, I'm going to annoy people, but... No, listen, shout it loud. <laughs> but, it, but it is, it, it's that, and I'm like, why, why do we have rubbish antenatal education? Like, as that, like, not private, mm-hmm. unfortunately, no. a lot of good antenatal education it is... Uh, a paid for service mm. although I'm about to change that Lisa but anyway we'll talk about that in a minute yeah, <laughs> but, I know because I was even like impressed like, I was looking on your website and you, you, you do like a service so obviously you were saying like you do groups and you work like one to one then there's like a grandparents 
yeah. service as well. And I was like, yes, because like having like having a baby takes a village, as they say. Like yes, there's absolutely. other people in your life, you know, and it might not be necessarily grandparents, and I'm doing that in inverted commas, but yeah. there'll be people in your life, whether it's friends or family or blood relatives or whatever, that are going to be part of this. And they might never have done this before, just like yeah. you're, you know, they're not going to birth the baby, but they're going to be part of the whole experience. And I, think, I thought that was really cool when I read that. It was like such a great thing. Even in my experience, like, you know, my mum, love her, absolutely brilliant, so involved, so supportive. But things like, so I wasn't breastfed, which meant that my mum didn't have any knowledge at all. So when I randomly decided I was going to breastfeed, <laughs> I think I did it because it was I knew it was going to be hard and I'm like I'm gonna totally like be able to do this I'm just gonna prove people wrong and I think that's what it was but <laughs> you do love a challenge Lisa you I do, do love, a challenge. love a challenge rise to the challenge <laughs> oh wait this is dead hard let's do this instead <laughs> <laughs> but um she didn't have any any knowledge at all mm-hmm. and that was kind of difficult for for her because for... she couldn't you know say oh that's normal or that's not normal because she didn't know she didn't have that knowledge and her mum didn't breastfeed her so there wasn't any existing knowledge at all there was nobody in my family beforehand that had done that so there was zero you know confirmation or or anything around that and then as I became more passionate and knew things and it got more involved in the education side and I was like and this is this and this is what this does And, and she was like wow so now she is like like in her work, she she's like a she's third sector in North Lanarkshire, but mm-hmm. does lots. <laughs> she's like sits on like breastfeeding network. Does uh, she? Aha, on NHS breastfeeding network boards and all that, that sort of thing. Work. Because she's like, totally like aha, she's like this is amazing. amazing. More needs to be done about this. More support needs to be given. Like so, she's writing about it now, which is brilliant. Oh, and I'm so like, cool. people, you yes, you're generally your your parents that you go to for kind of support when you're having children because they've had they had you right yeah but quite a lot of knowledge is lacking in between or has massively changed even things like um so like formula feeding massively changed the the guidelines and information around that even in the last couple of years it's different never mind 30 years ago a a generation yeah so grandparents workshops is one of my favorite things to do because I love speaking to my my mummies my clients mm-hmm. parents and they're like oh my god like we did that and who knew and oh eh, that's dead different we had to put babies to sleep on the front or you weren't you you to feed babies in between this amount of time blah, blah, a whole range of stuff the parents or parents to be love it because we're all on the same page and they're like see someone else has told us and we we've had the same type of learning so we're all on the same page and it's not a bone of contention when it comes to like Uh, like somebody saying oh well our day we did this well and you know well we've not to do that now and do you mean like arguments you can only imagine do you mean like tensions pure frayed as it is and i mean like you're trying to feed this baby it's not wanting to feed or whatever and then folk are arguing about what's the right way to do it do you know i mean so like you've just nipped that in the bud before it's even happened great it must be such a rewarding job oh it's do you know and i always ask people i'm like please please like Stay in touch. Let me know if I can do anything else. Like, so you do, and it's lovely. I love when people are like, "Hi, can I ask you something?" Because I'm like, "You trust me enough yes. to to 
ask about this really important thing to do with mm-hmm. your body, to do with your baby. Like, I, I love that. I'm like, oh my God, you trust me enough. That's amazing. And then the best part is getting baby spammed. Yeah. Sometimes All the baby I, photos oh. and videos. And- <laughs> but sometimes I wake up in the morning and there's been like some stuff happening at night, obviously. Uh-huh. And they're like, hi, Lisa, this is baby such and such. <gasps> People that are around me, they're like, if I'm like on my phone and I'm going, oh look, and they're like, is that another baby picture? And I'm like, yep, another baby, another baby born, another baby. baby in the world. It's oh. oh, so amazing. It's so cool. And in terms of like, so you know, like you're saying, like you've built this business up, and like in the middle of a pandemic, Lisa. <laughs> I know. Again, love a challenge. And I'm so impressed. Like I have to say, because you mentioned earlier on, uh, I didn't want to interject because I was active listening. So I was, well done. Well thank done. you. Um, you were talking about your social media, which is brilliant, by the way. You're so good at the social media thing. You're awesome at it. Like, I love all your videos and all those tips. I'm like, what's the tip of the day? See, so, yeah, I think you did with the banana. And other folk will be like, what is the thing she did with the banana? <laughs> so we're splitting a banana into three. And I was yeah. like, thank you, Lisa. I did not know you could do that. Like, yeah, I love your videos. Love it. It's so good. You're so good at it. <laughs> It's, it's, that's the creative side of you again coming out but it's these yeah. things like it's just these wee snippets of advice and support that well clearly anybody can access like yeah you know because even if they're not coming on one of your courses they might find your page and yeah then obviously the hope is that they go to their pal who's having a baby do you know what i know that's really great page you should go and fully sit ideally, and yes. you should totally book her course <laughs> yeah well that's the thing that's what you need to do and but ideally the, yeah. the are great and it must be good for you just to have that connection with people online to people see that you're a real person who has a family yeah. you're doing it you're actually living breathing doing it plus you're like an expert in your field bonus yeah social media was a total like unknown before like i used instagram on a personal account for literally filters like uploading black and white filter of a picture of a cup of coffee like stuff like that right so it wasn't wasn't using it for how we use it now so it's been a big learning curve (laughs) for for that and getting how it actually works and I I really like it I I I really like the sense of community if I'm honest because I'm like I'll chat to people practically on a daily basis some people that I've never met in real life (laughs) yep and I'm like, hi, oh, oh, that looks so fun. And you feel like you know them because mm. like, they've, you know, got their stuff up. So hopefully people feel that about me, like that I am a real person. I am a, a, a mum of three with real shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> Two dogs but, in the bargain. <laughs> uh-huh, with, with all sorts happening. But hopefully that you like that and you want to yeah. learn from someone like that. You know, people buy opposed- people, Lisa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I know you, so I'm an advocate of you. That's why I've got you in the podcast because I'm like, Lisa's amazing. When I saw you were doing this, I was like, she'll be amazing at that because I know you to be an amazing person who's great at what you do and great with people and people buy people and that's what you know comes across in your Instagram. I'm like, oh, that is that is Lisa. That's what she's like, by the way. <laughs> and it's great. And I think that, like that's important. You want to get that across to potential clients for what yeah. better word um, yeah yeah i think so anybody that's find your instagram that is lisa by the way <laughs> this is me this is it <laughs> i don't and i know this sounds a wee bit cliche but i don't just want to be like someone you come you learn you learn some stuff about babies and birth and all that and then you, you move on with your life i don't want that i want mm. to be involved in these people's lives i think it's such a privilege to meet 
people at this point in their life to help in some way guide and offer advice and support and then be there on the other side as well like for you know what (laughs) because this is the difficult part for the for the difficult part because people are so focused on having a baby and yes it is important knowing about things you know to bring your baby into the world however that might be but a lot of the time people forget and don't shift focus to the actual looking after it part like the rest of your life not just a day or so when you gave when you gave birth (laughs) you know I want to be there for that and then so this is the the kind of next stage ideally is what we're heading to now so I've had obviously like a like baby classes and um the buggy box and things but I'm really keen to set up like a postnatal I don't know if postnatal is the right word I don't know this is very in its infancy so literally haha excuse the pun but (laughs) it's like a parent group Mm -hmm. or groups or something like that that people are able to go to to meet other other people in the exact same boat as them have baby classes have coffee mornings have uh, whatever like a whole range of things breastfeeding support uh, how to carry your baby in a sling how is your baby yoga uh, reflux practice a whole bunch of stuff all the stuff that comes with having babies and the things that you might need support with afterwards and doing that so that is the next step awesome and we are currently in the process of becoming a social enterprise so (gasps) that i can do this lisa i know but do you know what it's really (laughs) It's massively overwhelming. I'm a one-man band or one-woman band. I've got lots of support. I've got lots of lovely, amazing people I work with and see and all that. But really, at the end of the day, it comes down to me. And I still have three kids yeah. <laughs> running about. Yeah. Uh, so, but you wouldn't have it any other way, clearly. Yeah, clearly. This I is you. Know. This is this is you. You're just like, you know, you tick one box, you're like, uh, nailed it, and then you're out the next. And I think that's, that's the amazing thing about it. You just have this... Not only this thirst for knowledge, but also like I will want to give back to people. Like you are clearly somebody that should have always been in service. Like so, you know, you were teaching dance. That was you were there for the other people. You were giving them the space to express themselves and be creative and creating safe spaces and all the rest. Of it. And we were, we were excellent at that. And again, you're doing this again. You want to be there for other people as much as you get enjoyment out of it. And obviously, you clearly are very passionate about it. You are clearly just somebody who's born to support other people. That's really lovely to hear. Thank you. But I do, I do want to make sure that people are okay. And I want to make sure that anyone that does come into contact with me knows that they can always be in contact with me. And it's and like that, going kind of back a wee bit, we're talking about Instagram, like lots of mum, past clients and mums and things are still on. And it's lovely to catch up on social media and be like, oh my goodness, baby such and such is getting so big or look baby such and such is doing this or or quite recently lots of other babies that people that I met first time round are now on a baby number two coming which is mm. mental and amazing and totally. cool and- but I'm just thinking as well from the mental health aspect because I should have said I will say like thank you for being so honest and open about your own experience because that's a vulnerable thing to do. So I appreciate you sharing that and I hope yeah. you're, all, you're all right with that. And Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess for you as well, 
you're thinking about as much as you're thinking about the babies and you want them to have the, the best start in life and all the rest of it. And But it's about the parents and about oh, as much as well the physical aspect of all that, having the baby malarkey, but also just like the mental health aspect of yeah. the stress and the worry and the anxiety and, and the excitement and all the emotions and hormones. And do you know what I mean? So like for you, it seems like it's really important that you're supporting mental health when it comes to having um, children yeah absolutely because if if you if parents are not in a good place nobody's going to thrive so mm. it's so important that that happens and that it doesn't always need to be like oh we need to um you know see someone about that or 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 physically do something about that mm. sometimes um it is just being in a room with other people and this is the difficulty at the minute yeah. but hopefully it won't be again feeling less alone aha uh-huh, that it's that you're normal to one. feel like this yeah. exactly and that is why i'm more than happy to be perfectly open that i was an absolute fucking bomb scare at the beginning because i think if you didn't if you knew or know me now because i'm the mm. same really or and you knew me that back then i don't think i would have been someone who you'd have been like oh that's going to be difficult for her mm-hmm. um but it was i guess for you it's just like you know you can't necessarily avoid that happening people are people and they're going to have their own experience yeah. but at least if it does happen for them that they can have that support system around them that yeah. they some there's people there saying this is totally normal and we've got you yep yep absolutely it is normal to feel shit after having a baby and it is not all roses and butterflies and you know no. lovely lovely there are moments where you're like what <laughs> what the hell uh, there's a term i can't even remember this is terrible it's like matriescence or something i think it is and it is uh becoming a new person the birth of a mother because oh. you're not like you're not the same as you were before and not because you've gone you know not because you physically had a baby but because you're like that things kind of shift a little bit and your perceptions of things and how you view things or your priorities change slightly. Mm, so you just become, whether you perhaps want to or not, you become a happening. different person. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. For, I and, guess for any parent, do you know what I mean, who's actively yeah. parenting. Yeah, and sometimes you don't expect that shift and that can be a trigger mm-hmm. sometimes for a, oh wait, I'm a different person. I'm mourning the person I am. I'm mourning the things that mm. I've lost you know, you can very much be like, I really miss my old life. I miss being able to walk out the door and not like and pick up my keys and just walk out the door. Like that just does not happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or I miss changing plans suddenly and do you want to go out for dinner tonight? Oh no, wait, go we can't with do the that. Flow. Yeah. Aye, like that, all yeah. those sorts of things. You're and a lot of time, like identity crisis, your sense of you, you're like, who am I? Mm. Like, because you are just you know, somebody's, somebody's mum or somebody's uh-huh. dad or somebody's parent yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can totally understand that that would be severely overwhelming. A lot of the time it's people, well, I don't know, this is maybe just, this is observational, but a lot of the time I think people who struggle a lot with this are people who are very in their, their <laughs> I don't want to say former life, but in their, how they wear before they had their babies, they were maybe very in control or very confident or very knew what they want in life. And, you know, and the baby obliterates that and then changes how they usually deal with life. 
Yeah. So it can be the people who are thought they had everything planned out, Trust. worked out. Yeah. Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it impacts the most because you you do, in a sense, have to surrender like control over that. Like you know, you yeah, can't. It's a different. It's, no, it's just a different chapter. It's maybe a different book. Aye. Uh-huh. <laughs> in a lot of ways. It, yeah. Because yeah. aye, babies have their own agenda they do their own thing so there's no way it's not a series I mean it's part of the same series of books you don't totally yeah. <laughs> you're like you're still yeah. in this, that series of books it's just a new book right yeah. yes <laughs> absolutely so still can... look and sound like you but this <laughs> 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 is a different phase but that's what you, you you were saying earlier on it's not just what you think antenatal whatever you think antenatal education is it's it's so much more because I'm just sitting here thinking, like, all the things that you must know, Lisa, like, it's amazing. It's amazing that you're retaining all that information and then passing it on. I'm very impressed by you. You're a superhuman. And also raising three humans at the same time. And two dogs. And two what? dogs. <laughs> I don't know how you've had time to do this podcast. And I've kept you so late. You must be ready for your bed. <laughs> but that is exciting that, you know, as much as you're saying, it's a lot of work. But you have dreams and aspirations that you're totally going for. Like you're not like you're you're you've not hit your ceiling yet. You're like bring it on. No, more, I, I, I want to do so much more because, like I, I suppose we, we said earlier on, antenatal education, good, high quality, lots of hours of good antenatal education comes at a price tag, and I I don't want that to be a thing. I think that if you have the means, then absolutely, I'm gonna use your means to fund other things as well though so it is accessible to everybody because I think that that is the bare minimum we should be you know doing for people if people want to learn about their birth they should be able to do that without having to pay for it so that is one of the next (laughs) challenges of how to do that like this podcast is about people and their passions and like I think you're like the epitome of being passionate about something so much that all of the hurdles and all of the things that you could have went like, nah, maybe this is not the right time. You were like, no, no, no. I, like it obviously felt right for you, and you were so passionate about it that you almost couldn't not like could not do it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but I think you're awesome. Thanks. <laughs> um, I do a thing called the Hingamajigs. Yes, these are random questions that I like to ask each guest uh-huh. at the end. So here's my first one, Felicia. Um, so I'm aware that your children, well, they might not be now, hopefully they'll all be sleeping, but they were watching a movie tonight. So I actually highlighted, what is your go-to movie if you need cheering up or like escapism? So my husband is a total film buff because yes. um, that's what he, he does and everything. Um, but I don't really have like a favourite I just love watching new stuff all the time. So I don't really have like, apart from at Christmas, mm-hmm. at Christmas... I watch a kind of the similar movies, but again, you're probably going to be horrified at how cheesy and tacky they are. So on the top of my Christmas movie repeating every year list is Scrooged, yes. which I love. I could probably yeah. watch that any time of year. So yeah, that. Um, <laughs> I also love, <laughs> oh my God, also love Nativity. I love Christmas, so I love Christmas. Oh, that's a good one. I love Nativity. I love when yes. the kids do the panto at the end. That's my favourite bit. I did um, think you were going to say Muppets Christmas Carol, which I was totally on board for. That I <laughs> was literally about to say that was my next one. Yes! But it needs, to be, it needs to be the version that's got the uncut song in it. Like, do you, do you know about this saga? I don't know if I know about this. No. What? Right, okay, so... 
basically in the in the VHS version, right? Oh, so right was okay, we're going back. All the going all the back. songs back in the day. But then when they changed it and televised it and put it onto DVD, they cut one of the songs, oh, yeah. which is the one where Scrooge breaks up with his girlfriend and it's called The Love Is Gone. I can't believe I'm having <gasps> this conversation. This is so <laughs> random, right? But it's the tune of it is in the overture at the end of the Muppets Christmas Carol. But I love that you know this. I know. Again, I know. <laughs> we had the same sorry. person because I always had Muppets Christmas Carol in my head as soon as you did Christmas movies. <laughs> So, but apparently they have reinstated it into the Televite. So you may this year see a song that you're like, I've never seen this song before, but actually it was in the original. Back in so the day. I'm go. sure we've still got the VHS kicking about mum and right. dad's. Well, you go and dig it out. <laughs> so that's that. And if you do have like a DVD of the Muppets Christmas Carol, you should watch the outtakes. Have you done that? No. Oh my is it outtakes? Oh my god! There's actual there's actual Muppet, but in oh character god. Muppets outtakes. <laughs> I mean, I love any outtakes. Feels up, but the Muppets <laughs> outtakes might actually tip me over the edge. <laughs> so go and watch that. So there we go. Oh, so yes, see, I'm a, ask these questions. See, I'm a classy bird. I'm talking. I'm. It's literally August, middle of summer. <laughs> I'm talking about my favourite Christmas movies. So, But those are the kind of only movies that I go back to again and again. There's not really, apart from I'm a total sucker for, even though I'm a feminist, Jane Austen. I love, <laughs> I love any kind of period drama. Period drama. I love, love all that. Okay. I, yeah, my, my favourite <laughs> being Sense and Sensibility with mm-hmm. good old Emma Thompson. So, yeah. Those are my faves and Christmas movies. Good no, answer. no art house, no chic, no nothing. Sorry. Oh, no, none of that. <laughs> Mine would have been Muppet's Christmas Carol and Steel Magnolias. So. Oh, good, good, good. Right, okay. See, at least yours is like, I don't have anything to do with family or babies, like in my family. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be on brand all the time. <laughs> ah, okay, good, good. <laughs> Talk about being on brand, that's so weird because I literally scrolled and I've highlighted another one for you. What is the most on brand story about you that like people in your life retail, like I don't know, parents or family members or friends, like, oh, remember that one time, Lisa? I don't know. I can't, do you know? Apparently, I was, I mean, how rude. Apparently, I was a demon child and what? I was, I know. And, lies. But, lies, I tell you. Lies, lies. And uh, anytime my angels ha, 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 do anything my mum is the first one to be like karma karma i'm like right thanks joyce that's super helpful thank you can you now help me get teddy off the ceiling good good um so, so oh, probably funny. on brand that i'm like oh yes childhood development childhood behavior and apparently i was um yes not <laughs> not the picture perfect baby that i was a wee bit Maybe. But look at you now, you've blossomed into just a oh. perfect human. Oh. Oh. <laughs> if you could switch lives with anybody for a day, who would it be? Oh, I'm going to be so cheesy. It's going to need to be some, and this is, I am a good person, I promise, but I, there is a wee element of me that is like, I would love to be rich and famous, like ridiculously rich and famous. Nice. So I would love to be like a Kardashian for the day, just... I just see what it's like. What would that be like? What would that be like to like? Yeah, I'm, I'd be like dead into that. I'm I. <laughs> 
for all my, oh, everyone should be equal and we should all have, you know, don't have poverty. I'm like writing about the Kardashians. <laughs> like, I would love that. It's just for a day. It's fine. You go back to being wholesome and I would, equal for everybody. I would spend lots. I would like deposit lots of their cash into like charitable statuses and Great. all that while, while I was doing it. But I would definitely like to wear something like that would fit my whatever she's got 18 inch waist or whatever <laughs> clothes <laughs> get giant nails I don't know how they do it and uh yeah like strut about I would yeah quite like that Lisa I think you should ask for that for your next birthday I want to be a Kardashian for the day please Kardashian for the day <laughs> get me a private yacht love that and the question that I ask everybody because this is called the brawn the brave is what is your favorite Scottish word or phrase Oh, well, probably my most used Scottish f- phrase, and this is probably because it's slightly related to her name. I always say crabbit. I love crabbit. And we've got crabbit loads of stuff everywhere because oh, my, my married surname is crab. So we are very sad and we buy very on brand. Yes. <laughs> on brand crab stuff. So. Like, so lots of our stuff have crab it, like, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the little noun things and they yes. have the description. Uh-huh. The tea towels and all that. And that. Aye, aye. <laughs> so, uh, crab it. And I, I say that quite a lot to our kids. And like, oh, you're in a crab it mood today, or you're a wee crab it bum, or <laughs> why are you so crab it? So, crab it. Well, Lisa Crab. You have been amazing on the Brown the Brave. For somebody who was like, I don't think I've got a lot to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. I know, I'm so sorry. I'm like, food your ear off for two I, no, hours. It's been so, it's been joyous and it's been so lovely. Thank you so much for doing this. But it's been dead interesting. Like, I just, I, I was fascinated by it and wanted to know. So thanks. Like, I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to your journey and I just know you're just going to continue to soar. I think it's amazing what you've achieved thus far. And I think MD that gets to, to work with you in any sort of capacities, just they're dead lucky. Um, Aww, just keep doing you. what you're doing, Lisa. It's brilliant. And if I can support it in any way, shape, or form, I will. So Aww, thank you so much. But you are certainly broad brave for sure. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.